Hi, and welcome to another episode of Questions. I'm here with Pastor Joel today. How are you doing, sir? Fantastic. Thanks for asking, Nathan. I know you didn't want to ask because you just don't want me to get on the track. Here I am. Hey, I think it's a redundant question, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> great to hear from you. So uh, today we've got a question in from Andrew. But before I get to that, I just wanted to encourage all of you guys to like uh, our posts on YouTube and also subscribe to our channel. So we're building out that channel as we speak, going to have a lot of great content in the coming months. And so uh, we don't want you to miss that. So, all right. So back to Andrew. So today's question from Andrew is... What does it mean for someone to be a servant leader? Should Christians even use the term servant leader? Mm. And if so, what is the biblical support for servant leadership? Great. Great question, Andrew. Thanks. Um, I think it's a fine phrase. Uh, I I do think that um, we either need to exchange the phrase for something else, or we need to simply add the caveat not a caveat, but actually a, a clarification to the phrase, defining the phrase uh, when we use it. And the reason why is because uh, we live in an egalitarian age. Um, it's not just egalitarianism, but also androgenic. Uh, everything, mm-hmm. it's sameness. Mm-hmm. Everything's the same, right? I mean, anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Uh, it's, it's just, we just don't recognize distinctions between individuals um, it's just the mass of humanity, right? It's like the only distinctions we recognize these days are distinctions regarding ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oddly enough. Yeah. Oddly enough, right. Uh, where the Bible doesn't actually recognize that distinction at all. Mm-hmm. The Bible says there's literally one race, the human race, mm-hmm. and a person's either in Adam or in Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Black and white means nothing in the sight of God. And, mm-hmm. and yet male and female means a great deal. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny that our culture that, of course, it's it's not really not funny. It makes perfect sense. Jesus told us that this would happen. Scripture tells us. But our, our culture that's in blatant rebellion against God uh, is making much of small distinctions. There really are hardly any distinction at all, namely mm-hmm. black and white, ethnicity. But then completely steamrolling and getting rid of any distinction where God actually places a distinction, namely male and female. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's gender means nothing. And the color of your skin means everything. The Bible would literally say the exact opposite, like the exact opposite. The Bible would say that there's only one race, the human race, and black or white just really isn't a big deal. Um, But male and female matters much in the sight of God. And so because we live in this age of androgyny uh, and this age of egalitarianism, equality, but it's not really equality, it's equity. Right. You always mm-hmm, know if mm-hmm. you can't use the word equality, you have to replace it with mm-hmm. something like equity, equity, then you know it's not real equality, right? It's like the, I mean, you read so many statements for nonprofits, you know, or Black Lives Matter or whatever these days. And it's like, why can't you just say equal? Well, they can't say equal because they don't mean equal, they mean equity, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, which is very interesting. We don't have the time to go into that. So the point is, the point is uh, between. The demand for equality in this egalitarian age and the the demand for even beyond that sameness, because I think that's one of the ways that you achieve equality. You can't be equal if you're different, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to get rid of the distinctions. So it has to be androgyny first, right? I think our our culture went for egalitarianism and and what kept getting 
hung up, if you will, on, on the fact that like God actually has a created order mm -hmm. with actual distinctions. And mm -hmm. so now our culture is trying to rebel against God in his created order through androgyny, sameness, so that we can achieve equality. Mm -hmm. um, so all that being said, because that's the age that we live in, um, the idea of male headship, husband being the head of his wife, mm -hmm. or having male elders um, who are leading the church as spiritual fathers, not spiritual mothers, but spiritual fathers who are tasked with the role of preaching the word on the Lord's day and rightly administering the sacraments, the Lord's Supper and baptism. Uh, this idea of, of God giving this to men to be heads of households, heads of churches, mm -hmm. um, is just outright rejected by our culture today. And so we've come up with softer terms. And that's what you're getting at, Andrew. Uh, the softer term, for instance, for the purpose of this episode, your question is servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Right now, we, we know, right? That's that's in many ways, I interpret that as the Christian's attempt, the Christian who hasn't completely thrown out the scripture, you know, and is trying to still, you know, preserve biblical conservative values and doctrines. And like, all right, well, we can't get around the fact that God calls men to lead. And certainly, he clearly, explicitly calls a man to lead in the context of the home mm -hmm. as it pertains to husband and wife dynamic and uh, in the church as it pertains to elders. And so we can't get around that. So we can't get around male leadership. Mm -hmm. You just can't get around it. Not, not without just throwing out the scripture. So, so the Christian who's, I, I still want to uphold the scripture, but I want to be is non offensive as possible. What they're going to do is they're going to take the, the softest, most squishy kind of Mr. Rogers adjective you could possibly find and put it in front of the word leadership. So the mm -hmm. noun, leadership, servant, mm -hmm. leadership. Now, the reason why I don't reject the phrase outright is because it is biblical. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and mm -hmm. give his life as a ransom for many. John chapter 13, he removes his outer clothing, wraps a towel around his waist and begins to serve his disciples by washing their feet. And we see in Ephesians chapter five, let's look at that now. Ephesians chapter five, starting verse 22, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head, right? So there's the leadership term. He's the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit in everything to their husbands. But now moving further, verse 25, husbands love your wives in what manner? In, in what way? As Christ loved the church. And how did Christ love the church? He gave himself up for her. He loved the church unto death in order to sanctify her, to wash her, cleanse her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife is ultimately loving himself. For no one ever hated his own body, his own flesh, but rather nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. 
A husband is called to love his wife as her head. Leader. Now, what manner of love? Well, the manner of love in this particular text, in Ephesians 5, that is emphasized, is the manner of sacrificial love. Jesus loved his bride, that is the church, by giving himself up. Meaning what? Going to the cross, giving up his life. It was a sacrificial love. So we could say sacrificial leadership. Mm -hmm. That would be a good biblical term. Mm -hmm. Servant leadership, I think, is a good biblical term for the text I've already cited. As far as Jesus, who is the quintessential leader, who all of us should imitate, he was, he didn't come to be served, but to serve mm-hmm. and give his life, mm-hmm. right? Serve, service and sacrifice are... They're combined. Exactly. Yep. They, they're, they're, they're never, he, so he came not to be served, but to serve and the very next, in the same breath, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. So, and then we see that language here in Ephesians 5. He gave himself up. He loved the church by giving himself up. And he gave himself up as as we see in Mark, as a servant, not to be served, but to serve sacrificially. So servant leadership, is it a biblical term? Is it worth continuing to use? Absolutely. However, I I think that it does need to be defined. And I think one of the ways that we can define it is by using it, continuing to use the term servant leadership or sacrificial leadership, but interchangeably with some other terms. So I, I say, let's keep servant. And I think that's interchangeable with sacrificial. So let's say servant leadership. Let's say sacrificial leadership. I think what we should do, rather, keep servant. And let's just use some other terms for leadership. Mm-hmm. So allow me to use another verse real quick. And I'll wrap it up. This is, well, let me find it. Here we are. This is First Peter chapter 3, um, verse... Well, let's just look at verse one through six. I'll, I'll do it really quick. Likewise, wives, be subject, that is submitted to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word. So he's talking about, Peter's talking to a Christian woman mm-hmm. in regard to her responsibility to submit to her non-believing husband, mm-hmm. which is a tall chore. <laughs> I do not envy Certainly. that woman. Certainly. He says, be subject to your own husband, submit to them so that they may be even if they don't obey the word, even if they're an unbeliever, they may be won over without a word by your conduct, the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing that you you wear, but rather, verse four now, let your adorning be, let your beauty be the hidden person of the heart, not external beauty. That doesn't mean a woman can't dress up. But he's saying, let the emphasis be on internal beauty, not mm-hmm. external. And the internal beauty, that's the hidden person of the heart. And, and how do you dress yourself up with internal beauty? It's the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is very precious. Verse five now, for this is how the holy women of old who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as, verse 6 now, as Sarah, for instance, obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Mm-hmm. 
and you are her children, that is, you are a chip off the old block, you are following her godly example, which has been set for you, that the Apostle Peter, by by the inspiration of the Spirit, is telling every godly woman to follow, follow Sarah's example. You are her children, you are imitating her in a godly fashion if you do good. And what's good? Submitting to your husband, calling him Lord in this particular case, and do not fear anything frightening, mm. which seems random. Like, why, why that last part? Well, because one thing that would perhaps be frightening is submitting to... An unbelieving husband. An unbelieving yeah, husband. Certainly. And for that matter, I think it's fair to say be- submitting to a believing husband. Mm-hmm. Because submitting to anyone other than Jesus, other than God, means submitting to a fellow sinner mm-hmm. who can abuse that authority. They can abuse that headship. They can take it for granted. I, I, I get it. I don't fully get it because I'm not a woman. I've never had to do it. But... I am sympathetic, not empathetic. We have an episode on that, but I am sympathetic to the plight, to the challenge of my wife and any other godly woman who's been commanded by scripture to submit to her husband, knowing that her husband, including this husband right here, is a sinner. Mm-hmm. That is frightening. Mm-hmm. That's a challenge. But what does the scripture says? Sarah is, is an example of a woman of old, a holy woman of old, that Christian women should seek to imitate. And one of the things she did was she submitted to her husband, Abraham, and called him Lord. So all that back to what we were speaking of previously, I would say, servant leadership, great phrase. And I really like servant. Let's not get rid of that. Um, let's say sacrificial servant leadership. But let's also over here, just to make sure that we all still know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. just to make sure we're not getting too soft in our complementarianism, just to make sure we're not slowly drifting into that egalitarianism and androgyny. Let's just go ahead and, and from time to time exchange the word, not servant, but the word leadership for, for instance, Lord. Mm-hmm. It's a biblical term. So when's the last time, I'll just kind of leave it here. When's the last time, Andrew, you heard your pastor preach a sermon on Ephesians 5, for instance, or First Peter 3? Uh, and the title of the sermon was Servant Lordship, How a Woman Should Submit to Her Husband. Mm-hmm. There's nothing unbiblical about it. It's a biblical term. And if and, and if we really are understanding servant leadership and what the Bible means by it, then we shouldn't be bothered by servant lordship. Or we could say uh, servant rulership, mm-hmm. servant rulers. Men, if you're a husband and a father, you are called to be a servant leader in your home. Or we could say you're called to be a servant ruler in your home, mm-hmm. a servant Lord of your home. That's a lowercase L. It's not Jesus Christ Lord, but a lowercase L. You're, you're a servant Lord of your home, of mm-hmm. your wife and children, a servant ruler of your home. Mm-hmm. So the Bible does not say that ruling or lordship, as it pertains to even fallible human beings, is wrong. What the Bible advocates for is not... The the not not the extinction of rulership or lordship. What the Bible advocates, and not just advocates, but commands of men, is righteous rule, mm-hmm. righteous lording. Don't lord it over people. Text would say, "Don't lord it over." But but it's, the, the problem there is not the word lord. If you look no, at that text, not. the problem is a domineering, mm-hmm. lording it over someone. You are a lord. If you are a husband, you are lord of your wife. Mm-hmm. Lowercase L. Let me keep throwing that out there. <laughs> but you are Lord of your wife, not the supreme Lord who is Christ alone, but you are Lord of your wife. You are the ruler of your home. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, and what manner of lordship or rule 
are you going to embody? Mm-hmm. Sacrificial servant mm-hmm. rulership. Mm-hmm. So be a sacrificial servant ruler. Be a sacrificial servant Lord. Mm-hmm. Lowercase l, Lord. And my willingness, Andrew, is I would suspect, I'm willing to suspect that there are many people who say that they're fine with servant leadership. But if you if you showed them this episode, for instance, you just shared it with them and you said, hey, I'm going to call it, continue to call it servant leadership. But from time to time, I'm also going to use that interchangeably with servant lordship mm-hmm. or servant ruler. I would be willing to bet um, that there would be a lot of people who say they're okay with servant leadership, but who would be highly offended and bothered by servant lordship mm-hmm. or servant rulers. And that right there, there's your sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's your sign, Andrew. They're not okay with servant leadership. Um, they're not. They, they've taken the word leadership and they've just, just sucked it dry of every ounce of meaning that it could possibly have. All the emphasis is on, sorry, all the emphasis is on servant. None of the emphasis is on leader. And so servant, we don't want to get rid of that because it is biblical and good. So I'm not saying let's get rid of servant and put it all on leader. I'm just saying because leader has been sucked dry in our culture and church culture today, we still need servant because that's real. So let's just add another word that is the same thing as leader, but that hasn't been just drained mm-hmm. of its meaning. Mm-hmm. So servant, Lord, servant, ruler. Try that. And if they are okay with that, then they actually are okay with the concept of servant leadership, which again, to answer your question, is a biblical concept and a good phrase. But if they're offended or just completely like repulsed by servant lord or servant ruler, then I would stop. I would I would immediately feel an urgency to stop using the term servant leadership because what you've actually just discovered is they hate servant leadership and they're only okay with that term because that term is meaningless. Mm-hmm. And whenever a term becomes meaningless in a culture, that's when it's time to start looking at some new terms. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. Mm-hmm. Or old terms and uh, and redefining those terms. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you. So, or not redefining, but uh, going back to their original meaning. That's so, right. Yeah. That's so, right. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Uh, there was a lot there uh, to unpack. So, we appreciate your time today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, give us a like on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. And we hope to see you next time on Questions. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com slash offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com slash offer. And thank you for your generous support.